0: chapter 9 of pollyanna by eleanor h porter this LibriVox recording is in the public domain chapter 9 which tells of the man it rained the next time pollyanna saw the man she greeted him however with a bright smile it isn't so nice today is it she called blithely i'm glad it doesn't rain always anyhow the man did not even grunt this time nor turn his head Pollyanna decided that, of course, he did not hear her. The next time, therefore, which happened to be the following day, she spoke up louder. She thought it particularly necessary to do this anyway, for the man was striding along, his hands behind his back and his eyes on the ground, which seemed to Pollyanna preposterous in the face of the glorious sunshine and the freshly washed morning air. Pollyanna, as a special treat, was on a morning errand today. How do you do? She chirped. I'm so glad it isn't yesterday, aren't you? The man stopped abruptly. There was an angry scowl on his face. See here, little girl, we might just as well settle this thing right now, once for all, he began testily. I've got something besides the weather to think of. I don't know whether the sun shines or not. Pollyanna beamed joyously. No, sir, I thought you didn't. That's why I told you. Yes, well, eh? What? He broke off sharply in sudden understanding of her words. "'I say, that's why I told you, so you would notice it, you know, that the sun shines and all that. I knew you'd be glad it did, if you'd only stopped to think of it. And you didn't look a bit as if you were thinking of it. Well, of all the—' ejaculated the man, with an oddly impotent gesture. He started forward again, but after the second step he turned back, still frowning. See here, why don't you find someone your own age to talk to? I'd like to, sir, but there aren't any round here, Nancy says. Still, I don't mind so very much. I like old folks just as well, maybe better sometimes, being used to the lady's aid, so. (laughs) The lady's aid, indeed. Is that what you took me for? The man's lips were threatening to smile, but the scowl above them was still trying to hold them grimly stern. Pollyanna laughed gleefully. Oh, no, sir. You don't look a mite like a lady's aider, Not but that you're just as good, of course. Maybe better, she added in hurried politeness. You see, I'm sure you're much nicer than you look. The man made a queer noise in his throat. Well, of all the— He ejaculated again as he turned and strode on as before. The next time Pollyanna met the man— His eyes were gazing straight into hers, with a quizzical directness that made his face look really pleasant, Pollyanna thought. "'Good afternoon,' he greeted her a little stiffly. "'Perhaps I'd better say right away that I know the sun is shining today.' "'But you don't have to tell me,' nodded Pollyanna brightly. "'I knew you knew it just as soon as I saw you.' "'Oh, you did, did you?' "'Yes, sir.' I saw it in your eyes, you know, and in your smile. <laughs> grunted the man as he passed on. The man always spoke to Pollyanna after this, and frequently he spoke first, though usually he said little but good afternoon. Even that, however, was a great surprise to Nancy, who chanced to be with Pollyanna one day when the greeting was given. "'Sakes alive, Miss Pollyanna!' she gasped. "'Did that man speak to you? Why, yes, he always does. Now, smiled Pollyanna. He always does. Goodness! Do you know who he is? Demanded Nancy. Pollyanna frowned and shook her head. I reckon he forgot to tell me one day. You see, I did my part of the introducing, but he didn't. Nancy's eyes widened. But he never speaks to anybody, child. He hain't for years. I guess except when he just has to for business and all that. He's John Pendleton. He lives all by himself in the big house on Pendleton Hill. He won't even have anyone round to cook for him. Comes down to the hotel for his meals three times a day. I know Sally Minter who waits on him, and she says he hardly opens his head enough to tell her what he wants to eat. She has to guess it more than half the time, only it'll be something cheap. She knows that without no telling, Pollyanna nodded sympathetically. I know. You have to look for cheap things when you're poor. Father and I took meals out a lot. We had beans and fish balls most generally. He used to say how glad we were we liked beans. That is, we said it specially when we were looking at the roast turkey place, you know, that was sixty cents. Does Mr. Pendleton like beans?' "'Like em'? What if he does or don't? Why, Miss Pollyanna, he ain't poor. He's got loads of money, John Pendleton has, from his father.' There ain't nobody in town as rich as he is. He could eat dollar bills if he wanted to and not know it. Pollyanna giggled. As if anybody could eat dollar bills and not know it, Nancy, when they come to try to chew em. Oh, I mean he's rich enough to do it, shrugged Nancy. He ain't spending his money, that's all. He's a-saving it. Oh, for the heathen, surmised Pollyanna. How perfectly splendid. That's denying yourself and taking up your cross. I know, Father told me nancy's lips parted abruptly as if there were angry words all ready to come but her eyes resting on pollyanna's jubilantly trustful face saw something that prevented the words being spoken she vouchsafed then showing her old-time interest she went on but say it is queer his speaking to you honestly miss pollyanna he don't speak to no one and he lives all alone in a great big lovely house All full of just grand things, they say. Some says he's crazy, and some just cross, and some says he's got a skeleton in his closet. Oh, Nancy, shuddered Pollyanna. How can he keep such a dreadful thing? I should think he'd throw it away. Nancy chuckled. That Pollyanna had taken the skeleton literally instead of figuratively she knew very well, but perversely she refrained from correcting the mistake and everybody says he's mysterious she went on some years he just travels week in and week out and it's always in heathen countries egypt and asia and the desert of Sarah, you know oh a missionary nodded pollyanna nancy laughed oddly well i didn't say that miss pollyanna when he comes back he writes books queer odd books they say about some gem crack he's found in them heathen countries but he don't never seem to want to spend no money here, leastways not for just living.' "'Of course not, if he's saving it for the heathen,' declared Pollyanna. "'But he is a funny man, and he's different, too. Just like Mr. Snow, only he's different, different.' "'Well, I guess he is, rather,' chuckled Nancy. "'I'm gladder than ever now, anyhow, that he speaks to me,' sighed Pollyanna contentedly. End of chapter 9